0: Blessed evening, everyone. It is a joy to join you at the last night of our mid-year, Intercede. It is our prayer and fasting as a church. And so, people from the Philippines and all over the globe are joining us. We welcome you all into this last evening. When we talk about the end times, we usually focus on the moment of Christ's coming. And we tend to get lost in the debate of when and how And personally, I think the enemy wipes off a few sweat drops because of the possibility that each of us will be and can be distracted by all these things that we forget the more important things. Brothers and sisters, we already talked about preparing for Christ's coming, how we can encourage one another with hope, and we were also reminded of our stewardship and accountability as we serve and minister to even to our own families. And folks, as we culminate our mid-year intercede, we now want to focus on breakthroughs. At lahat ay excited pagdating sa breakthroughs. And maybe you ask, what breakthrough can we have when we talk about the end times? Cause that's just weird, diba? I remember as a child, I used to share the gospel with my playmates using verses from Revelation and imageries that I remember from an apocalyptic movie called Left Behind. And I remember the fear in the eyes of my playmates. And You know, I was able to share to them about Jesus. The truth of the matter is, I anchored more on the fear and that was 20 plus years ago. And now we're even nearer to the end than we were during my childhood days. Folks, we close our mid-year intercede devotion tonight by looking at what is expected of us as we await Christ's great second coming. Our passage today will be coming from Luke chapter 21 verses 34 to 36 and I invite you to read those verses with me. It says here in Luke 21, 34 to 36, Be on guard so that your hearts will not be weighted down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of life. And that day will not come on you suddenly like a trap, for it will come upon all those who dwell on the face of all the earth. But keep on the alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that are about to take place, and to stand before the Son of Man. Those will be the words that we'll be focusing on tonight. And the title of our devotion is, As You Wait, Guard Your Heart. Guard your heart is usually something that I keep on hearing from my discipler or mentors back then when I was still very young. I realized it's more than just guarding your heart from getting into relationships while you are not yet ready. I'm sure na yung mga youth natin. I'm sure sa guard your hearts, di ba? But it is more than just stopping your heart from falling in love because you're not yet ready and you're still studying. Back then, I was very allergic to that. But now I realize it is really very important because even now that I'm married, I still see all the more the need to guard our hearts because the enemy will try to storm us with challenges and tests. And I say, even as we talk and ponder about the end times. The warning our passage gives us is avoiding our hearts to be weighted down. And maybe you ask, why the heart? Let's see first what he meant when he says, hearts are not weighted down. What is the heart? You know, in Greek, heart is called kardia. That's the physical heart. But it also means something else. In Latin, heart is called core. And that is also the physical heart plus something else. You know, that's why we have the word courageous. It doesn't mean you're brave. Courageous means you're full of heart. That nothing else can stop you. No worries can stop you because your heart is full and your heart is into what it is that you are doing. That is courage and that is the latin word core in hebrew it it is labe and all these words although they mean the same thing the physical heart they also pertain to this the center and the seat of your spiritual life it's the center the soul or the mind everything that will will hold seat and fountain of your thoughts passions desires appetites affections purposes and endeavors Sometimes even your sensibilities it is the seat of your intelligence and your will and your understanding and that's why it is very crucial that we see that our hearts are not weighted down. Sa natin babantayan yung hearts natin. Paano ba ito na weigh down? You see in that verse in Luke 21 verse 34 it is weighted down with dissipation and drunkenness. What do we mean by dissipation? Dissipation and drunkenness, the basic sense of it is that it is wasteful living. Let's get wasted. Let's let's do this. Let's do that. Let's YOLO. Dissipation, the original word to that, it pertains to giddiness and the headache that you get after drinking too much wine or after drinking too much alcohol. Now, that word dissipation is used to describe a kind of living that is filled with squandering and living wastefully. Drunkenness is the same. You get controlled by the spirit of the wine or the drink that you are drinking. And maybe you ask, how can these things weigh the heart down? Isn't this a life of liberty? Isn't this a life of YOLO mentality? Isn't this something that everybody wants? Well, let me break your heart today by saying that this kind of life is senseless. You want to escape something, that's why you, you, you spend time on wasteful living. And then in wasteful living, you have forgotten your sense of purpose. And you realize your life is not anchored anymore on something that's firm. And then the storms are able to draw you further and further away. And that's a warning for all of us. If we live lives following our fleshly desires and our selfish motives, we will be prone to so much heartbreaks. We will be prone to depression. We will be prone to frustration and you might end up giving up on life itself, which is something familiar to me, right? The other way the verse presented is this concept of not living at all because of the, as you can see here, the worries of life. How can this weigh your heart down? If you are filled with fear and anxiety, you are filled with pressure. You are filled with all the worries of life. You, you, you just don't move at all. You can't dream. You can't pursue. You can't run after something because you're just so immobilized by the worries of life. We were also warned not to let that day come to us suddenly like a trap. You know, this verse gives us a picture of the possibility that many of us will be caught by surprise when that day comes. You enter the day knowing nothing and then you might not have prepared for it, really. And you know, that's one of my greatest fear. That when Jesus Christ returns, I will be found unprepared. I will be found not ready. I will be found sleeping on the things that God wants me to do. It is a scary moment indeed. And so what is being asked for us to do? We are being asked to be on guard in verse 34. The Greek word for that, be on guard, is just one word, "proseko." It is used 24 times in the New Testament and the word means beware, be attentive. But there's a beautiful word illustration for that word. It is like a sh- uh, bringing a ship to a land. You see here in this slide, these are the ships or the boats at the Sea of Galilee. And they are parked at the dock. Okay, That is prosecco. You bring the ship to land because the waves are wide, wild, because the waves are stormy, and you want to guard the safety of your uh, possession, which is the ship. Right? That is prosecco. Right? That means guarding. And it is a given for the disciples. They were going to face Tough times in the early days and the years, early years of the church. And that's why they're being asked to guard or be careful, to guard their hearts, to be mindful. The same thing goes with us today. As the end draws near, culture will be unstoppable. You will start seeing people veering towards unbiblical stands and beliefs and many will even leave the faith. We must be on guard. We need to secure our faith in the Lord and that comfort we have is that if we draw near to Him, He will draw near to us. And that same thing or concept was even repeated in verse 36. ba? Dito naman sa verse 36, ang sabi dito, keep on the alert at all times. And that keeping on the alert, anong ibig sabihin nito, In the Greek word, it is agrupneo. And it's kaysa sa be on guard because agrupneo means you will be sleepless. You will have to keep awake. You will have to circumspect and think and be attentive and be ready. And the question I want to ask all of us is this. Are we alert? Do we have our senses up when, for example, we, we watch our favorite artistas, or actors, or actresses, or politicians, or bands, or performing groups? Do we watch what they say? Do we watch what they believe? Do we watch what they exemplify? And then, as we observe, are we still careful about our convictions? You know, I grew up a Christian and I'm not proud of this. I have not been perfect. There was a season in my life when I knew what pleased the Lord and I stuck with it through thick and thin. But then there came a time, a season in my life, when I shifted my mind. And that shift is this. I bought into what the world says is cool. I bought into what the world says is right. I bought into what the culture says is okay. What the flesh says is a need rather than a useless desire. And you know, I could have lost my way back then. But God was faithful. He kept pulling me back like a ship being anchored to the dock. Prosecco, right? The reason I almost lost my way back then was not was because I was not keeping on the alert. I was not mindful of the things that I was doing. I was not constantly living by the Spirit. And you know, many of you find yourselves on such a road and you're stuck in a rut. Let me encourage you with this. If you're hearing this message now, please take heed, draw near to God, and stay there. One way Jesus encouraged them was to pray. And that's what we've been doing in the past days. That's what we've been doing in intercede. That's what we've been doing every Friday when we intercede weekly. That's what we've been doing in our prayer and fasting. And it is very important. Look at what the verse says. Keep on the alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that are about to take place. You see the mixture? of the people, of the characters involved. You praying to whom? To God. Because you need the strength to escape. But you are not escaping on your own, right? All these things that are about to take place. The circumstances will be there. The problems will be there. Tribulation and trials will be there. Jesus even said in Scripture, in this world you will have troubles, but we can take heart because He has overcome. And that's what is being asked of us. We pray to have the strength to get through things. In the context of this prophetic statement, Jesus was addressing the impending persecution of His followers what they will face as an early church. In our context, this will be about escaping the traps set up by the enemy against us. If we constantly pray, there will be no room for the enemy to trap us. Yes, there will be disappointments. Yes, there will be hardships. Yes, there will be pain. But through prayer, God gives us a way to escape. Through prayer, we get our hearts secured in His presence, in His promises, and we see His power when we humble ourselves in Him who is sovereign and who is Lord above all. How can we escape? If trials and tribulations will come upon us and we are not exempted, as His disciples were not exempted from such things, how exactly can we escape? As someone who struggled with depression before, escape is such a strong word. Wanting to escape the troubles and the pains and the challenges of life is common for many of us. And yet, the route that Jesus was prescribing is not escaping physically. But rather, take a look into this. It is a recalibration of the mind, an escape from temporal things. You see, if you are so concerned about the things that are temporal, about the things of this world, things that will pass on, things will, that will rot, things that will lose. If you're so so concerned with that, you will be distracted and you will be disheartened. That's why you need to refocus and recalibrate. Think eternal things. Think the more important things. Right? What is most important? In the next Part of that verse, it says, we will stand before the Son of Man. And that statement is a statement telling us that there will be judgment day. We will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. We will all have a moment of accountability with Him. And that beautiful scene, I know to some of you, it is really shaking you to the core because it is a fearful thing to face judgment. But for those who follow God, for those who follow Jesus, for those who live in accordance to what Jesus wants, the end is beautiful. Look at this verse. It says in Revelation 21 verse 3, He will dwell among them and they shall be His people and God Himself will be among them. Just imagine being one with God. Big Fridays, di ba? singles ministry? Being one with God is something that we all should aspire. And that day will come, on Judgment Day, on the end of everything. We will be spending time with the God who created everything. And that's wonderful. It says here, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. I look forward to this day. I'm sure many of you are suffering. I'm sure many of you are burdened and you are seeking for personal breakthroughs. I hope that this will shine a light in your heart of hearts and encourage you that one day there will be many problems here on earth there will be many mourning and crying and pain but one day all those things will be gone and you will enjoy a life of fulfillment and joy in the presence of the lord the god of the eternity it's a wonderful wonderful picture This is the end of everything that we are experiencing. The end for those who believe and cling to Jesus is not destruction and hopelessness. What awaits is peace and the many wonders of being one with God. And I realize, you know, if we fix our eyes on Jesus, if we fix our eyes on the price, we will be able to endure the challenges ahead. And the prize is not just crowns. The prize is not the mansions in heaven or whatever. The greatest prize is and will always be Jesus Christ Himself. That's why the Apostle Paul, in Philippians and Corinthians, he gives us essential reminders. In Philippians, he says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There will be anxiety, there will be worries, but we can be anxious for nothing. How? By continuing a life of prayer in everything by prayer and supplication. We just declare our thanksgiving to God because while we worry about the things that we do not have, we can thank God for the things that we do have. Breath for every day. Life that our eyes can open and our eyes can close. That we can see, that we can feel, that we can hear. We have so many things to thank God for. And so we express that to Him. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, it will just take over because, you know, God knows what He is doing. God is in control and God is still God, no matter what happens in this world. And so your heart is guarded in Christ Jesus, our coming King. Paul also says in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Be steadfast, immovable. Abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. Many of you are also tired discipling. Many of you are also tired working for the church. Many of you are tired ministering to your families. You don't see fruit. You don't see effects. You don't see good things. And let me remind you of this. None of the things that you do for the Lord will be in vain. None will be wasted. And so I encourage you, keep on doing what the Lord tells us to do. Discipling. Keep on studying the Word of God. Keep on pointing people to God. Even if it's just online. I'm sure sawang-sawa na kayong makakita ng screen. But, hello guys. Okay lang yan. We will not let the pandemic stop us from ministering to others, from shining the light, and from exposing other people to the truth that changed your life to the truth that changed your heart. And most importantly, I love this reminder from Paul. He says in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13 to 14, Be on the alert. Again, be on the alert. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. But he ends with verse 14. Let all that you do be done in love. You know what sets a Christian different from the rest? What sets us apart is when we live in accordance to the example of Jesus Christ. And what example did He leave us? An example of pure, amazing, unrelenting, purifying kind of love. As we wait, as we guard our hearts, let's make sure that people around us, people in our families, the people in our schools, our offices, everybody who sees us online, they will see us as people who are filled with so much love because we have been loved by Jesus. And let that change you. Let that give you a breakthrough. And let that breakthrough be experienced by people who are watching you. As they watch us, we be confident, we stand in confidence because we hope that they will see more and more of Jesus in us than ourselves, than our past selves, than our sinful selves. Let Christ shine in your life. I hope this has been an encouragement. Again, as you wait, guard your heart. Let me close with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this wonderful assurance that you have given to us. We thank you for the strength that you provide to us. We thank you for the confidence that we have in your finished work on the cross, in your forgiveness, in your love. Lord, we pray for breakthroughs tonight. We pray that for those people who are encountering things mentally, emotionally, spiritually, Lord, that you will lift them up, that they will draw near to you and that you will draw near to them. And Lord, that you will strengthen them, empower them, and use them mightily for your honor, glory, and praise. Lord, we want to worship you and adore you. Our lives are yours. May we live lives that are pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.